17, 17 of the premier plus-size male modeling podcast on the internet where we don't talk about plus-size male modeling because it's a, it's a, you know, I like to keep that part of my life private. That's true. And, <laughs> and also we don't model anything. Why do you do this? I'm uh, sorry. Sorry. Wait, Why wait. do you do this? We were supposed to build mystique. Sorry. I know. This, this. is a thing that I'm actually going for now. Really? Like, well, the other day I was watching something on TV and I was like... I'm just not mysterious enough. Ah, uh, that's true. That's and I want to build mystique. I was watching... Okay, it's probably my own fault. I uh, watched um, a film at Sydney Film Festival and it had Alexander Skorsgård oh, in it. Oh, Skorsgård. And, he's a, and he does mysterious and brooding very well. But he also and, does good looking very well. But he's well. also like the most beautiful man on exactly. the planet. Exactly. Right? And it's just... I want to be a bit mysterious because I can't be... I want a bit of like Skarsgård in me. Because he can't... Oh, like not in that way. But like... <laughs> No, but, like, I just want some of that to rub off on me. Yeah, like, you know, I just want that mystery and stuff. Anyway, that Skarsgård movie, mm. get this. Mm. Sex scene with Alexander Skarsgård and Tessa Thompson. Okay, so, like, they're both beautiful. I know. Tessa is, like, wifey, right? Yeah, right. And, like, Tessa Thompson is just T-Bone and my, like, wifey boo. Like, we just want to marry her. Like yes, we just if that her. were possible. Um, she is the female lead from Creed. Mm. But anyway, Alexander Skarsgård and Tessa Thompson get it on oh, in that film. Oh my god! That's like two incredibly beautiful people. That almost seems making right. babies. Yeah. Nah, Sad. right is Michael B. Jordan and Tessa Thompson. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look, look, look. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to like mystique up my. Okay, all my right, game, okay, bro. Okay, all right, all right. I will. I will not reveal. I'm just like. I'm. I'm so like. I'm truth. very like my. My presence is very heavy-footed. I want to linger. I don't want to be like... Linger? I, yeah, I want to linger. I don't want to... Like, like, a just, ba- like a bad smell. Yeah, if it's a bad... If Alex... Whatever, all right? I want to be like Scar's God. Okay, all right, all right. All right? I want to, I want to be mysterious. Mm-hmm. I want to, you know... I want people to be intrigued. You know? look, that, that's happening. This podcast is testament to I don't that. know if a podcast where you spill your guts every fortnight uh, yeah. <laughs> is, is, is a really building mystique. tree. Yeah, Maybe I need to, like, just be like, oh, you know, <laughs> like like this more. What, like, stroking your beard and talking softly? <laughs> for the, <laughs> this for is the podcast be, yeah, yeah, for the listeners. Yes. Uh, yeah, I am no. stroking my beard and just, like, shrugging my shoulders a lot. <laughs> um, a lot more hand movements that are yeah, somewhat... Yeah. Like meaningful yet not it's hard in these streets. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know that 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 voice level would I've actually seen, help because the volume is I've like seen, spiking right now. I've seen things in my in my yeah. days. Yeah, you know, in these days. In these in these streets. In these streets, you know, I've seen things. <laughs> I've seen things you don't want to see. Oh, oh. Yeah. Damn, yeah. man. Mystery. Mystery. Mysteries. Mysteries. <laughs> stupid, man. Shut up, man. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to be more mysterious. This is my mysterious, intriguing voice. Okay. 
Um, I'm just trying to be more mysterious. It's also my interview voice. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is, um, you know, I'm trying to be mysterious. I'm trying to be intriguing. You know, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is when you're pretending to be endearing. This is me pretending to be everything. Oh, I'm right. actually not. <laughs> <laughs> this is my feeble attempt at smoothness. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are here. Yeah. <laughs> we are <at> man. <laughs> I just licked my thumbs and groomed my eyebrows back. <laughs> I'm glad nobody saw that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, yo, so this is, what was it? Episode 17. 17. Wow, we've been doing this for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry about the cars going past, but we are actually in the mobile studio. It's been a while. Yeah. It's, it's, it's this is the longest I think we've gone without recording. Yeah, and, and we do feel bad about that. Yeah, exactly. And it does kind of feel weird. Like, um, mm. yeah, anyway. Um, it's been an interesting two and a bit weeks. It has. It has. has. Now, for those of you that don't know, and I'd like to think most of you know, because Mm -hmm. there are only 70 of you. Exactly. And we know all of you. (laughs) Most of you, And we probably saw most of you two weeks ago. Yes, indeed. But, um, and if you've been listening to the podcast, you would have known. But, um, a fortnight ago was T-Bone's 35th slash the Mince's first fan Party, I guess so. Yeah, meet up, mince meet up, number one. Indeed, and it went swimmingly, spectacularly. What a night was oh, had! Oh boy, I, but but wait, yeah, I did right. line up a bit of an intro for us. Oh, okay, I recorded okay, okay. it earlier. Right. Yep, I yep, recorded right. it earlier. Um, in fact, you know the the Wachowski brothers did get in touch with me, <laughs> and um, they like that we're thinking of um optioning it. All right. Um, into a film script, potentially a franchise. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Me and the Wachowski sisters, I believe they yes, are they're now. now sisters, right, my yes. bad. That's disrespectful. Um, the Wachowski. Am I saying that or Wachowski? Oh, yeah, so Wachowski. That's about right. Oh no! Or was Wachowski, it the wine? Or was it? No, sorry. My bad. About? I was talking. About the Weinstein brothers? I was talking about the Weinstein brothers. <laughs> Who are the Wachowskis? Oh, wait, wait. I thought you were going for, like, Christopher Nolan. Like No, some... no, 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 no. Well, the Weinsteins got in touch with us uh-huh. after hearing, like, the feelers went out. And uh-huh. they were, like, they saw, they heard the promo. Oh, right, yeah. I mean, we did play this promo. We had a listening session for this yeah, yeah. promo sure. earlier. And, um, you know, and they snapped up the idea and they want to turn it into, like, a... Either a franchise or they want to make it part six of the Divergence series. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> With two, two old dudes. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just line up the uh, the promo for us. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and you guys are going to hear the promo for this um, this pitch that, you know, the Weinstein Company just, just mm. brought up. Because, you know, okay. we're going we're, 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 we're gonna to franchise this okay, shit. Okay, okay. Are you ready, T-Bone? Yep, let's go. All right. Bah! In an uncertain future, bah! two plus-sized male models bah! started a podcast bah! and then threw a party, bah! starring Samuel L. Jackson as T-Bone. Oi. Bah! Why is there no motherfucking Japanese food on this motherfucking table? <laughs> Bah! Idris Elba as Nils. Oh, what? Hey, yo, get on with the motherfucker. <laughs> bah! And Bradley Cooper as White Mamba. Because it's Thriller. Thriller Night. Bah! Thriller Night. 
the greatest podcast party ever, based on a true story, coming soon to Netflix. Woo! Yeah. How good was that promo, T-Bone? That, that was a fantastic and promo. And I feel like, yeah, I think they got the casting spot on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, wait, I'm not happy with Samuel L. Jackson. Yo, who else? How the hell? Samuel, did, how Samuel did L. Get, Jackson. How did you get Idris and I got fucking Samuel Idris L. Jackson? Idris hit me up. Oh, really? And he was like, yo, in an English accent, he was <laughs> yo, like, yo. yo. He was like... I was like, Idris, I want you to play me, but Idris playing Stringer Bell playing me. Right, 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 right. But he was yeah. like, I can't, I can't do that, man. I can't, I can't do that. Do that, fam. I can't do that, blood. You feel me? I can't do that. <laughs> and, then, and I was like, and I was like, what, Russ? What? <laughs> you, what kind of road man are you, blood? What kind of road man are you? And then he was like, oh, yeah, fam. Yeah, blood, I'll do the film, blood. I'm not getting this John, James Bond shit in it. So, um, so Idris hit me up uh, and was like, "Look, I'm really interested in playing you. You're a complex, multi-layered uh-huh. character, uh-huh. so mysterious, so uh-huh. intriguing, you know." And I was like, "Idris, you know me, bro. Like, you know how it is." And then I got a very angry phone call from Samuel L. Jackson, you know, sitting on that bet three six five money, and he was like, "Yo, you know, I always wanted to play T Bone." No. No, no, and no. Like, let's let, let's be honest. Samuel L. Jackson would have just r- r- rung up and said, "Yo, how much money are you gonna pay me?" And do I look? Ha- I convinced and, and, him. And, and and do I have to run? Because if I do, I'm not doing this role. And that is an actual thing, by the way. Yeah, I know it is. It is. He doesn't run in any films, right? Which is funny because he shot a whole film set in the wilderness, being chased by people. Yeah. yeah. No, he's walking. And he, and he walks he's, the he's whole walking film. The whole film. He's, He's in no hurry. I love that. Anyway. But, like, anyway, so he was like, you know, I was born to play this role, and I was like, I completely agree. <laughs> um, Bradley Cooper was a studio decision. That, yeah, see, um, it wasn't, wasn't our first choice. Yeah, it wasn't our first choice. It would have been our first choice. I think our first choice would have to have been um, maybe James Dean. <laughs> well, and the, the And slight, I'll let you interpret slight... which James Dean I'm oh, talking right, about. Oh, right, 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 that's true. Um, but, but, but he's a problematic dude, so... Yeah, we, yeah, we no, actually, we a, took... We, yeah, so we decided a... against that. Yeah. Then the other suggestion was, like, you know, um, one of the Franco brothers. Oh, God. And I don't particularly no, care for those no. guys. Another suggestion was Seth Rogen. He was like, yo, I'm going to go in the gym. I'm going to get my... Uh, and then we were like, sorry, we need somebody with talent. Oh, and so we, we, we hit up Bradley Cooper... Who was well, very? He was very interested in taking on the role because he was like, you know, I've never played like a white man before. <laughs> no, I've never played a white mamba before. <laughs> like I've played white man quite a lot, but I've never played white mamba. And we were like, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. That is true. Other rumored, like the rest of the casting isn't down, but there are rumors of Aziz Ansari playing a double role as oh? as Andre and Oh, right. uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> My God, the world's collided. Because on that basically. Basically what happened, okay, so uh, our friend Andre, who doesn't really listen, but it doesn't matter, he's actually a really good friend of ours, we met him years ago, and he's like one of the few guys that invites us to parties Indeed, a lot. Um, uh, and recently we made a new friend who is actually the comedian Surin Jayamane, um, who um, is 
quite prominent on the stand-up circuit around here. And uh, we met him outside a show, and he gave us free tickets to his show. And ever since then, we've been hanging out mm. and stuff. And um, we invited him to the party. But one of the reasons why we wanted Suran there was to ensure Andre and Suran, when in the same room together, <laughs> would not create some rift in the space-time exactly. continuum. Because these two look exactly alike. Like, we were genuinely thinking that, you know, if two, two objects that were exactly the same, occupied the same space at the same time, the universe would collapse. Exactly. And luckily it didn't. It didn't, but, it didn't. And I think one of Seren's comments on Facebook when we posted a photo of them together was, mm-hmm. <laughs> Seren was like, he looks more like me than I do. <laughs> which is fantastic. I actually way. showed it to a bunch of friends and they were like, God, that's crazy. They look exact. <laughs> I think the photo itself got like more likes than anything I've ever posted. And, and the other thing is, well, I mean, they're two Lunken brothers as well. They're so. both actually both half Tamil, half Sinhalese. Yeah, yeah, yeah which is really crazy. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, yeah, they look they totally look like brothers. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. like if somebody saw them together, yeah. they'd be like, oh you guys are clearly brothers. <laughs> or twins maybe. Like no, because they look exactly yeah, alike. Uh, um, so, much so Aziz and Zari was rumored for that role and I can't really think of any of the other ones. Um oh, uh, you know maybe Russell Crowe is Liam. Oh yes <laughs> Uh, that well, that's perfect casting right there. <laughs> or Sam Worthington, maybe. Oh, Sam, Sam Worthington. Yeah, Sam Worthington's Sam been rude. Werther. But I do feel, you know, I I just don't feel that's doing justice to yeah, Liam. Yeah, that's true. Like, that's I don't true. think that's fair. He was hot fire that night. Yeah, yeah, and like amongst others, but like we've got to leave that to the Weinstein's that's because right. they have bought this and they want to turn it into a <laughs> franchise. But you know, guys, Thriller Night, look out for it Ooh. coming soon. You heard the promo here first. Oh, it was a night to remember. Uh, what were some of the highlights? Of all right, look, okay, look, look me, it was always going to be an interesting night. It was, and we're going to give you a bit of a rundown because we yes. we said we would. It was a it was a it was a fun night. It was always interesting because we had worlds colliding. Correct. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, okay. To start out with the the Facebook invites was <laughs> to pretty much anybody that I knew, which meant that you know, in terms of social worlds, there were at least five or six that were potentially going to interact and. I put it out there, not expecting many people to say yes. In the end, about 40 people were, yeah. were had accepted. And I was genuinely freaking out because mm. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? I've never had a party with that many people that I that actually you know know me and seem to like me in the same place. So mm. I was like, all right, well, look, we'll manage, you know, yeah, we'll just figure something out. Now, the night itself, weather-wise, oh. was a colossal clusterfuck. Like, One of the worst, like... Yeah, days, like weather-wise, the like. day the day it was storming and windy and like, and it cleared up for a little bit in the evening. So I mm. think a few people got mm. through. Um, and yeah, myself, uh, you, Jess, and Liam were the first ones there. Yes, and you know, and we we got there pretty early because we had to 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 get the table. But like, and you know, after a while, I was thinking, oh, maybe you know, and the weather then kind of got horrible again. So. I wasn't actually thinking many people would turn up. Yeah, because that's just the nature of Sydney folk. Mm. Like, if it's raining, they'll be like, fuck it. Exactly. Like, I was right? getting texts going, oh, dude, it's raining. I don't yeah. know if I'm coming to this. And, like, I was like, oh, well. And, yeah, that's the thing. And I, ex- I fully accepted that. And, you know, it's it's going to be, if it's diff- too difficult, then, you know, mm. yeah, that's fine. But, mm. like, I think as the night built on, it, it, we got about maybe 20, 25 people, maybe. Oh, I think, yeah, maybe maybe more even. Yeah, I don't, potentially. I, don't know. I actually, yeah, lost count after a while. But, yeah. Um, but I gotta say, um, and, and the thing was, 
the people that turned up, and I this is no slam on anybody that didn't turn up, mm. but I think because a lot of these people braved the weather elements, the elements yeah. to to um, to come out, they were keen to have a good time, mm. and that really helped the vibe because mm. yeah, yeah, totally. you know what I mean, Agreed. like you know, yeah, because yeah. when you when you struggle to get out there, you really want to have a good time, and you I, want people that want to also exactly, have a good time. Yeah. and they want to be there, they want to have yeah. a good time, and they're game to do dumb shit, exactly, yeah. and dumb shit was done, dumb shit it, was definitely oh done, God, it was great, um, but like, but in terms of the social worlds colliding, I I actually found that because um, we there were like five different worlds, colliding. exactly, yeah. at least right and. And, but everyone got along swimmingly. The, yeah, sociali- yeah, yeah. the socializing amongst each other. I didn't have to do any yeah. any real management. Like people clicked up, but they weren't exactly. like they weren't secluding. Like, yeah, they yeah. and they were you know and yeah. you know people were kind of circulating, yeah, having a yeah. chat with people, and I was like. That's amazing. Like yeah, the, no, it was good, man. So you know, it was could, good. yeah. So that was so. so it was awesome. interesting. Um, like so. Look, in terms of like purest mince fans that showed up. Yes. Uh, shout out to Keith and Karishma. Oh, yeah. Who sent through an email going, yo, we're coming to the party. <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're so good. So, <laughs> so, so gunned for it. <laughs> and, and look, they... They genuinely had a great time. Yeah, yeah, they had a really, really good and time. And I appreciate it. I, I don't. I think there. they did. No, no, no. I think they, they, did. they they reported back. They were oh, like, "That cool. was a great night." <laughs> that was a good um, night. It may have been because they were away from their children. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it might be a possibility. Oh, However, yeah. look, you know. Um, I think everything re- went really well. Like mm. the food that we put out yeah, was really was good. good. Yeah. Um, you know, the drinks were, you know, flowing as they should have been. Mm. Um, and yeah, and I think the vibe was just like, and the place was packed. Okay, the bouncer, <laughs> the bouncer, Fred. <laughs> yeah, um, Fred, Fred, Fred. Uh, he's a really good mate of ours. Um, and, and basically we had to, you know, have a chat to him, pull some strings to get gets our people in which is really yeah, really we were handy. like basically at one point I walked out I pointed at two people and I said to Fred I was like let them through yeah 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 and, and they and he was like yep yep and they jumped uh, out of the line and they walked right in I have never been one of those people before and dude like the power the, is nuts exactly and yes. which is why we will probably be there into our 60s <laughs> We have very little else going yeah, for us. Yeah. I don't have much. You know You know how men struggle with their relevance oh, in their yes. 30s and stuff? Oh, yes. This place makes me feel relevant, <laughs> and that's why I'm going to go there, okay? Like... <laughs> um, and, yeah, look, the music was pumping. Which yeah, is yeah, Genji. Our friend Genji mm. had some issues with the DJ. But, look, yo... Uh, there was one phase where one DJ wasn't really playing a lot yeah. of hip hop, or he was playing the hip hop when like people were just trickling in, so they weren't kind of like down to dance yet. But then eventually, this guy came on who we sort of know, yeah, yeah, yeah. who like just totally listened to us and playing. But I think the highlight of the night, oh yeah, happened in the karaoke room. There was free karaoke. Oh. And wow. um, I pumped out some tunes. I remember Jasmine and I sang Valerie by oh, yes. Amy. That was a good song. Um, I did my favorite song of all time, It All Falls Down by Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Kind of slaughtered that because oh, man yes. knows his words. <laughs> God, it's so hard though. Yeah, um, what else did I do? I think I did Gold Digger by Kanye too. And then I did Fill Me In with, with Andre. Craig oh, David's Fill nice. Me In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. But, um, oh, T-Bone. <laughs> okay. At this point, I must have been lubricated. 
And apparently there's video. You sang... What did I sing? You sang hot... From what I saw, you sang quite a few things, but from what I remember, you definitely sang Hotline Hotline Bling by Drake. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> that was terrible. And you, it seemed like you ended every song by crouching on the ground. Okay. <laughs> the reason I was crouching on the ground most of the time was because I was in tears with laughter. Okay. I was genuinely like my like I was weeping like you know you oh, know you know so that wiggling funny. weeping that yeah. you do and like you just it was just the the, the, oh. the funniest shit like apart from and it wasn't even my singing mm. let's get to the man of the hour oh wait you also sang oh. a thousand miles but yeah I didn't, and you know the brilliance is I didn't even know I knew the words for that <laughs> everybody knows the words but to this that. is the thing right and, and now I'm like, I wonder it must have been like something I'd, I'd listened to in the background but never paid attention. <laughs> It, it, and it seeped through into my subconscious. It's one of those songs. It's oh, one of man. those songs. And I was like singing it like but a pro. Look. Well, not a pro, but anyway. So I remember that when we talked about this party uh, yes. in earlier podcasts, we t- we told people that White Mamba would be in attendance. Yes. But we didn't really tell anyone yeah, who White yeah, Mamba yeah. was. But let's just say he made his presence known. Oh, my God. Look, a lot of people don't get why we adore this man so much. But uh, that night, that night, people understood. Uh, it was it was a blanket recognition of we believe, we believe. It was like the whole place may have been chant, may as well have been chanting mamba, mamba, mamba. Like it is, he is just poetic. Uh, like he is just ah, oh, his atoms dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like oh man. Uh, and so, I mean, the piece... I mean, Mumba was amazing throughout the night. Uh, I did tell... I had to I tip some man. people off as to who White Mumba yeah, was. Yeah. I know Karishma at one point was like, that's White Mumba? I was expecting, like, a louder presence. And I was like, yeah, you know, he's low-key, but he's, like... He grows on he you. Grows he's on like, you. you know... He's like 20 years of The Simpsons. <laughs> but, like, you know, like... But you still watch it. Yeah, it's right. The Simpsons. <laughs> it's like a low-key classic. Like... Maxwell's first album. <laughs> That's a terrible analogy. But, like, um, but the highlight specifically oh. of the night was, yes, White Mamba and just how amazing he was. But it was White Mamba singing. Okay. Now, White Mamba, we've told you, is a big Kanye fan. He did. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> Nilt was out of the room. I wasn't here when this happened, but sadly. he managed to sing. <laughs> Bound to. Bound to. <laughs> And it was the greatest experience of my life. <laughs> From what I rem- saw on Snapchat, all I remember is this. Okay, do you remember when we first met? Okay, yeah, I remember. When and it was, it was, it was fluent. It was flawless. It was magnificent, and it was mumba. <laughs> and it was, but even more so than oh. that. Oh, and yeah, this was, was the fiesta resistance. White mumba, and I was, I witnessed this myself. White Mamba singing Thriller. Yes. Without ever having heard Thriller <laughs> in his entire life. Which is A, amazing. Which, How which can is, you go through your life without having a... That's, that's my, requires, my six-year-old nephew, when he was six, knew yeah, what Thriller was. That requires active avoidance. That is like some like Bigfoot shit. Like, uh. you've clearly not been in touch with society. But you know what? Did Michael Jackson know who White Mamba was? That's true. So who cares? <laughs> Right? It doesn't matter. Uh, but my point is this. Mamba did not know Thriller. 
yet insisted on singing it. And my my imperson, not my imperson, but you heard a, a real life sample. Yeah, in the promo bad, right? where Mumba was singing Thriller Thriller Night, he had no idea how the chorus went. And to say he butchered the song would be... <laughs> would be an understatement. It was his own interpretation. That's right. It was artistic license. It was a folk interpretation of a pop classic. <laughs> and I think in the, in the middle of the song, he just went... I think he, as he was singing, he's like, I don't think I've ever heard this song. <laughs> and then continued to sing the song. So I was in tears. Oh, it was, And that's when I was on the floor. <laughs> Just weeping with joy. And at, at that point, I was like yelling to the whole room of like people invited to the party. Now, do you understand, understand why we love this man so much? And they were like, I was like, do you understand? Do you understand? And people were like, yes, yes. we get it. We totally get it. And at that point, Mumba's like trying to sing the words to Thriller, not knowing what the hell is going on. Um,. Uh, and I remember one comment he made later was, I can't even imagine that song sounding anything other than how <laughs> I sang it. <laughs> oh, and you know what? Now I cannot And either. now I, you know, the Michael Jackson version of it is now null and void no, for me. It's I done. only know Mumba's cover. That's it. Mumba's, Mumba's version. Man, I wish I'd recorded the whole thing. Thriller, thriller, nah. <laughs> And then just just sing talking the rest. Sing of the talking world. the rest. That's what he did. Uh, this really oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. Oh shit! Oh my god! It was fun. It was fun. You guys did kind of miss out. If you if you weren't there, you definitely missed out. My I'm birthday sorry. is coming up. Can mm. we do? Can we back this up? I oh, I don't up. think we could ever back it up to that it, well, level ever again. Like, I don't, look look. I, I think I've said this before. That was an amazing night. If I die tomorrow, <laughs> I am quite happy because that will that's probably the peak of my party existence. It was amazing. Like that is the best party I will most probably ever have. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't I I not to say you'll never have another but it'll be hard to beat. It'll be it'll be incredibly hard to beat. And I am sorry. And because if you it was make it. so good, I'm like I'm not even going to attempt. Yeah, that nah. was too good. Well, look, huh? look, look. Like no, I'm, having look, said that, I'm I'm thinking of just having a hey. I'm turning thirty four, drowning my sorrows in my favorite place. Pop in. Exactly. That's gonna be the vibe. Uh, that's of my cool, play, man. Of that's my cool. Thing. And I think we should do it. And if you're a mince listener and you want to pop in, come on down. Yes. Um, but I don't know if there'll be any. I don't know if I haven't thought enough about it. But yes, look, thriller night. Whoa, what a night! <laughs> Which is also sung in the karaoke room. Yeah. Um, I think I sang it. I think Pierre liked it. Oh, Pierre liked it. That's right. I think I may have said, yo, who, who picked this old school shit? And Pierre kind of said... she's like, just put a hand up. up. I'm like, oh, sorry, girl. She was uh, the only person who knew how to work the damn machine. That's true. None of that's us true. Knew. She's like the only one smart enough to figure it out. Millennials, bro. Millennials, bro. <laughs> Lots of millennials at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, really, we're messes, man. Oh, we just we hang out with people like a decade younger than us. <laughs> just to, it's it's just to make sure oh. make us feel young. Yeah, what? Well, yeah, it was just good. Um, yeah, it was a good night. I don't know what else we can really right, say look, about. Look, that's that's pretty much it. Um, and yeah, look, if uh, look, we can have other look. What we can do is we can call your party another mince meetup. Yeah, but you have to invite us. Oh, yeah. Speaking of parties, we're invited to two this weekend. Oh, yes, yes, we are. Yes. I'm kind of psyched about we're that. We're going to a 30th. Mm-hmm. 
uh, on Friday. So that's at least more in our age range. Which means they won't be impressed by us because Indeed. we're largely immature. <laughs> um, and also on Saturday it is Kieran's housewarming. Okay, cool. Which is going to be fun. Kieran's mm. a great guy, smart dude. Um, but yeah, so yeah, we, you know, please invite us to uh, to your parties. That's right. It's happening. People are inviting us to their parties. They don't listen to the show, but they, they're inviting us to their That's parties. That's good. Um, but yeah, look, yo, we, we wanted to talk about the, um, the, the party and, and so we did, but we also like wanted to cover a couple of big things that have happened recently. And like yeah. normally T-Bone and I will, will, will discuss, we'll beforehand, we'll talk about like a, a topic and we'll like dwell on that and like I, I I think we both agreed that two things have happened in the last two weeks that um were pretty big mm. and um I think it's kind of important to maybe that we should like talk about it. The the first one was definitely the um the Stanford rape um issue. Yeah. And I believe the gen not gentleman, the criminal, because he is a criminal. The criminal's name was Brock Turner? Yeah. Brock Turner. Um, do, do we need to go over the details of the case? Of the, the, I, I... Look, in brief, I think uh, essentially he uh, raped a girl. An unconscious was... girl an behind unconscious a girl. dumpster. Yep. And he, the, he was sentenced apparently to only six months. Three months, I heard. Three months? Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, and I think it gained a lot of popularity online because um, of uh, the letter read out by the victim during the um, during the the court proceedings. Yeah. it it was circulated online, and it was an awfully moving, fucking infuriating. And infuriating. I I just want to say one quick thing about it: just how brave it is to stand in the same room as someone who's committed the ultimate violation against you mm. and to to say the thing she said or for any 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 rape vic- victim who stands in court and accuses like and looks their accuser in the eye and says mm. this man did this 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 i just think it's it's like i understand the the women who are like i i, I can't do it because like oh my god like as men we can not really like understand what it's like to live in a world that is not that in you know steep uh, a patriarchy like steeped in patriarchy where you know it it's just different circumstances for you than it is for ninety nine percent of men like hundred percent right. of men you know so just how brave she is 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 just amazing how brave those women are generally dude man far out they uh, I mean and you know rape victims like especially ones that decide to speak out yes man are, are just are yeah. just absolutely slaughtered by oh my God, society in bro. general. Yeah. They are turned into the perpetrators. Well, yes. more guilty than the yes. perpetrators because, yes. you know, why did she dress that way? Why did she act that way? Mm. You know, she clearly she was at fault. Mm. That I guess what you're talking about is rape culture. Yes. And that's uh, I think that's something that that's a phrase that's used a lot. And I, I'm the first to admit I... I understand what those two words mean, but mm. I don't know what they mean, yeah, if you yeah. get what I mean. So I was reading an article on this case that was on the on a website called The Establishment. Which I'll just read a bit of it. Rape culture is the idea that sexual assault does not happen in a vacuum, but rather occurs because we are socialized in a way 
that normalizes, normalizes and even celebrates sexual victimization of women. In my experience, most men have a twofold reaction to that definition. First, they'll ask how it can be true that rape is normalized if rape is also understood to be one of the worst crimes a person can commit. And second, they'll swear that they personally would never... When they say these things, they will absolutely believe that they're speaking the truth. And then a case like Brock Turner's will come along and present some very uncomfortable challenges to those ideas. Um, she goes on in the article to kind of like talk about um, being in like a party situation or whatever, like a public, like, you know, a, a, a gathering or whatever, and like um, taking it like advantage to some degree of like somebody who's somewhat incapacitated or inebriated or whatever. And, um, she goes, she goes on about, yeah, he goes, you know, uh, I'll keep reading, actually. Um, everyone can agree that rape is objectively wrong, but problems crop up when we try to pass exactly what rape is and under what circumstances it occurs. I'm willing to bet that more than a few men read the victim's letter and had a pang of recognition, not of her experiences, but his, because most men have done at least some of what Turner did. They've gone to parties with the intention of hooking up with someone. They've zeroed in on the vulnerable girls, the drunk girls, the girls who seem like they'd be easy to take home. They've assumed that silence or a lack of clear refusal is the same as consent. That's actually yes, really interesting. That is actually the, yeah, yeah, like, and the I think that that's very true. Uh, I, I've heard these things echoed by yeah. men in the past for sure and when these men read the account of what Brock Turner did even if they recognize it as awful there's a louder voice in their head saying something like this could have been written about me that's very interesting and I'm sorry we don't have like a lady a, a woman here today to actually talk about this and stuff and that we're like two guys kind of talking about it but like um we only decided to talk about this like half an hour ago um so our bad our bad and, you know, in the future, we will definitely endeavor to have, like, women in who yeah. can, like, totally, like, I think all our guests so far have been dudes. Yeah, like, that's It's kind true. of important that we have some some women on that can, like, talk about this because, you know, we're guys and we tacitly or whatever, like, we're, we're part of the structure that oppresses women, you know. Um, and we have a very different lived experience exactly. is what I'm getting at. But, like, it's just, it, it's so true, right? Like, um you know, when men go out seeing that, you know, women are things that they must obtain and it must be done in some shape, way, or form. And I guess when they see something like this has happened and they read that, they, they, they can identify with the guy. And, like, the definition of rape culture that was, like, defined in this in this article very much alluded to kind of um, this whole notion, like, we see rape as something that happens in a void, but, like, it's actually, you know, there's something in there's something in the atmosphere, man. That like leads to it and shit. It's but it's all really it all comes down to excuses. Mm-hmm. And this particular scenario about you know especially with with inebriated mm. or otherwise you know mm. impaired girls. Mm. You know I actually think back to um, a skit that was on the Chappelle show, mm-hmm. right? Where I think it's called like the segment is called like greatest hookups in history or something like that, right? Mm. So and you know it's it's set like it's a um, it's like a documentary style where somebody's doing a voiceover of a guy trying to pick up a girl and mm. the the girl that is being targeted is mm. completely drunk mm. and thus presumed to be an easy target. Now oh. now yeah. see this is the thing, you know I I will fully admit though and like you know it, the scenario plays out that you know she's she's looking for somebody to drive her home mm. and therefore that is then you know that is then a clear sign that you know that he will have sex mm. right if he manages to get the, the the keys and drive her home mm. so the 
and really, you know, at the time, I, I, I admit thoughtlessly, mm. I, I also laughed at that too. Mm. That seemed, you know, and it was all about the comedy of, of setting it up as a documentary, etc., mm. etc. Et but the scenario itself mm. is, you know, is pretty much mm. in the same ballpark where it's basically you're looking at a a girl who is you know, impaired, her judgment is impaired. Mm, mm, mm. There's something else to be said for, you know, if, if there is absolute consent and there is intent um, uh, and everybody's on the same page, then fantastic. You know, what happens, happens. But you have to, there has to be some more responsibility taken by, um, by the other person in that scenario, which is usually a man, in that they need to then use their brain and say, well, she is intoxicated. Mm. She's not thinking straight. Mm. And if by going ahead with this, I'm essentially taking advantage of somebody who mm. isn't in their right state mm. of mind, mm. that is essentially, mm. that should be considered as non-consent. Mm. It's interesting you bring up consent. I think we've gotten into this idea that consent is just a one-time yes or no. Right, exactly. When it's oh, actually wow, a yeah. continual process. Right. Like, it's kind of like, 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 shit, like, you know, when you, when you, like, even when it's like, both people are conscious and like, yes, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's funny, like, you know, why do we call it consensual and non-consensual sex? It's just sex and rape. Right. <laughs> like, you know, That's what non, it is. non-consensual sex is just rape. Rape, yeah. Um, so it's sex and rape. So like, like, I mean, like, when you're trying stuff out in the ra- I'm in a constant process of, should we do this? No, I'm not keen on that. Cool, we don't have to do that. Let's do this. Yeah, I'm keen on that. Like, it's a continual process. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, you, you're constanting asking, yes, let's, you know, blah, toing and froing. Yeah. And you know, you know what the other person's thinking, like, or what they want. You don't just spring something on them. You Absolutely. Know? And then you hear these 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 broish type oh. type attitudes of like. Well, you know, she invited me up, and we're in the bed, and then all of a sudden she says, "No, what the fuck?" Yeah, like, no, nah, you know, yeah. Bottom line is, oh, she's a she's a cock tease, bro. Yeah, she's, she's a, a cock tease, bro. Give me blue she's balls, a tease, bro. bro. Blue yeah, because you're because you be lucky that a woman was like, "Yo, come up to my room." You should you're a, you're an asshole. Clearly, be uh, lucky that you know a but, woman. You should just be happy that a woman's and, willing to share a tiny bit of herself because, with you. And the attitude ultimately is it's, it's like entitlement. It's like and it's yeah, it's not. And I'm like, what the fuck are you, five? This yeah. is bullshit. Yeah, man. If if at any point, if there is a, even a slight hesitation, you need to stop and check if that's okay. Exactly, because, man. Because at the same rate, you know, the girl, uh, the girl in the scenario, she might be keen, but she may be uncomfortable, but still doesn't want to say no mm. because she's like, well, if I say no, then he's not going to be interested. Et yeah, cetera, et cetera. yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And, and therefore, if, if, even, if even there's a hint of it, you really need to start to think, is mm. this what she wants to do? Because mm. if she's uncomfortable and goes through it and then regrets it, mm. okay, and again, regret, that's another story altogether, mm. but, you know, you don't, you don't want to play that risk. And mm. it's just about treating them as another actual human being mm. and that that's what i'm finding that like the women are just being objectified into being you know pieces of meat that can be used and thrown away yeah at any yeah. chance and and it's they're valueless yeah yeah that's yeah. what that's what's come come down to yeah something again going back to the the rape culture thing mm. and that's something that's part of i guess again the culture thing is the how um 
And a classic, and this is why it pertains to the case because he got off incredibly lightly. Oh yes. Um, was like this idea that oh no, but what will happen? Like, because apparently the judge is like, oh, his swimming career will be screwed up. Like, who gives a shit? Holy right? cow! Like, and, the, oof, the the yeah. thing is, what what I'm trying to get at is like this kind of like we immediately tend to blame the woman, and like the male is kind of victimized somewhat. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, and and w- one classic thing was that um, both, I think the mother and the father came out with separate statements. Oh my god! Yeah, I read the the father's statement. And the father's statement oh was god. that he, you he's know, lost he's, his appetite. He's lost his appetite. He doesn't eat he's, pretzels and steak anymore. Apparently. You know, he's he's <laughs> traumatized. He's actually like, Twi- you know, and he referred to it as twenty minutes of action, which. Oh my god! Like it's that it's, dehumanizes someone, man. It, it's to it, a span of time, exactly. And it's just the, and and it's like, oh yeah, yeah. This this guy has been traumatized by the fact that he raped somebody else. Oh my god! And there are repercussions to my that. Oh my god. god! Why would there be repercussions to raping somebody else? Is essentially what he's saying. My my child. My golden child oh. should not be punished yeah. for raping another yeah, human yeah, being yeah, who was yeah. unconscious, yeah. which would make him the spawn of Satan, mm. and and all because you know it might affect his life, mm. you know. And yes, yes. No, apparently, the news is that uh, the swimming federation has banned him completely. Mm, USA swimming. Yeah, and, and I'm like, that is good, but this man, this this man should burn. Literally and figuratively, because of what he has done, he he genuinely does not deserve any of the leniency that he's gotten. Can we talk about like male culture and yes. just how it creates important. a what's the name Brock Turner, right? Yeah, a Brock Turner. Like this, like definitely. Why why do men see women as just? Objects that can be fetishized, not as human beings, like kind of thing. Like why? Why is that? Why is that? Why does this guy? I mean, we'll go into the white privilege mm. aspect as well. Yeah, that's... but let, let's talk about it from a male perspective, because like to say to intertwine, like if we treat the white privilege part separately, we can actually talk about how like we we see like marital rape overlooked in brown culture. Absolutely, so much. I think I posted on the Facebook page a couple of maybe a week or so ago a really great skit. Uh, an online skit put together called um, by a, a collective of female Indian uh, female filmmakers who are called Girly Upper, and they kind of put together a skit called uh, in the same vein as how I how I met your mother. I mm. believe it's called How I Raped Your Mother. Oh, nice! And it's basically about a girl. She goes back to her family, going, "Oh, my husband rapes me," um, you know. What, what the hell? I, I can't go back to him. And, like, the mother is like, oh, no, no, that's just vigorous lovemaking. Right. And, like, the father is like, like, the father's like, oh, well, I'm just going to call my son-in-law over. And he comes over and he, like, treats him really well going, oh, you know, don't worry about her issues. Kind of like, you know, like this idea of shame, like, that, you know, Indian society has on, on women. Mm. And, like, how there's something that needs to be, like, discharged, like a, a like a duty that needs to be discharged. And uh, a woman without a man is just is just tainting us for generations on end. And, like, it was really, really interesting. Like, go to the Facebook page and check it out or just check out Girlie Up on, um, on Facebook. It's mm. a really, really interesting thing. But, like, yeah, again, why, why do men feel that they are entitled to women is what I'm getting at? 
I've heard I've heard many arguments from and and the and and guys will will pull out the caveman argument. Oh really? Okay. Right. Yeah, like okay. some some basically you know let let's take it to the primitive thing of of you know a man needs to mate with a woman, mm. you know, and and then we'll we'll think that the whole you know. Uh, Pulling, pulling them by their hair into oh, the cave. Oh, clubber over the head. Clubber over the head. Right, that right, sort of right. dumb yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, and right. they will take that as like gospel science or some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Um, you know, from that aspect of, you know, well, that's what they're there for. I guess it's also a function of like the objectification of women in the, in not just like in culture, like yeah, um, oh yeah, music, like in in everything. Yeah, know? and they and they are they are essentially. Uh, they are just objects, and then you know you've got your uh, your standard. You know what are the what are the social obligations of women? Well, only ah, recently, yeah, 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 only yeah. recently yeah. have we changed out of the notion of the homemaker. Mm-hmm. Um, have we changed out of the notion of you know who is the main breadwinner? Mm-hmm. Even that is still up mm-hmm. for up for consideration in a lot of mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's also kind of like uh, in in a lot of cultures and even even tacitly in, in Western culture, for sure, like uh, a man's sense of power and his worth is kind of a, a function of um, how much power he has over a, a, a woman mm. or women, yep. you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I think, know. and like just bringing it back to the case, mm. rape is, a, well, in my, in my understanding and estimation, rape is is about power and taking power and taking control like by ah from the perspective of the man okay the, yes, yeah. yes yes so yes. It, it from the perspective of the man this is how a man can have power over uh, power over a woman yes and yes. control over a woman because yes. they can take take that mm. from them whenever they want yes, yes and yes. it is a way to dominate and control or to feel like you have some control like okay uh i'm just gonna bring up really quickly and it's a bit of a divergence but not really um is um we all know we're all familiar with the delhi rape case from i don't even know how many years ago now but it was like where the well i I believe she was like i can't even remember how young she was but she was very young lady was raped by i don't know like 10 men or something on a a delhi on a bus in delhi and she 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 died. Yeah. Right. Um. It was horrific, horrific what happened. And um. I remember the Guardian did a really really interesting article in that what they did was they basically interviewed the rapist mm. and they got his and they told the story in the same fashion as Truman Capote and In Cold Blood. They kind of like told the entire story of that night from his perspective, mm. and it was very interesting. It goes back to what you were saying. Um. He, from what he was saying, he was like. You know, I'm I'm unemployed. I don't have, and I'm not making excuses or anything no, no, like no. that. I'm, I'm no. just trying to show you what drove this yeah, behavior. I know this. Um, yeah. He, um, he was unemployed for some reason. He had a bus in his employ that that weekend, and he was like, "My life is shit." He didn't really say that. He was like, "Going, you know, I'm gonna go have some fun." The word used was musty, which is like Hindi for fun. Um, you know, which which involved him and some of his mates getting on this bus and basically going to a bus stop, picking up a woman and having their way with her. It was about them. Yes, it it was evil and it's fucking wrong, but it was also just as much about gaining some control and power in his life. A man who was at 
the lowest end of like the social structure. Right. A man struggling with his clear irrelevancy. Yep. A man struggling with the fact that he is, I guess, in many ways, he sees himself as a victim of a greater society of society generally. Um, feeling like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna lash out, and I'm gonna get control, and I'm gonna do it in this disgusting way because mm. you know, I, I, you know, this is yeah. what I want. Again, please, if you if you read into me saying that as like me validating it, you've clearly read this whole situation wrong. Yeah, I just I'm interested in how this even happens. What is the psyche of a person that goes through with this? Mm. Yeah, you know? and it's important to understand it because. Mm. Only by understanding it can we do something to combat exactly. it. Exactly. And, and like and and yeah, by by understanding that that rape is about power and taking power, mm. and you know the most prolific rapists are are essentially, you know, wanting to impose themselves on somebody else because it makes them feel better. And they want to abuse their power, like like Bill Cosby. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Bill Cosby is a classic case yeah. of. You know, a man who is is in society, mm. a um, you know, essentially, an you know, held in such high esteem that he mm. can do whatever he wants mm. and use the power that he has in any way that he mm. wants, um, and he abused it mm. to in the most horrific yeah, sense and yep. for decades, mm. um, but fundamentally does come back down to to power, and I guess I mean like I'd, I I. I, we can try and I guess, you know, talk about is there something that can be done about this? And the only thing I can think of is, you know, and I, and I see it, you know, when teaching is it is about oh. attitudes. Right. About women. Yeah. That are held by boys mm. who are going to be men. Mm. Who may, I mean, boys who are potentially already sexually active. Mm. But those attitudes are still archaic because they mm. are they are descended generationally mm. and that cycle unfortunately is not being broken mm. well enough despite the amount of information that we have and the connectivity and the communication that we we are spreading right now mm. the situation hasn't changed a lot and yes you can say culturally mm. um some some uh, some barriers are hard, harder to be broken than others mm. but Something needs to be done. And look, you know, mm. I, and I don't have any clear answers, but mm. I know for a fact mm. that at least for future generations, mm. we need to really deal with it as they are young. And Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, but uh, like, again, again I, I'm, I'm really interested in like the psyche mm. of somebody that does this. And I think something needs to be said about how we define gender roles as well. Um, men feeling emasculated by, for example being like a stay-at-home husband or mm. being unemployed mm. and, and, you know, needing this control in their lives and because they feel they are lesser men or it, things it, like that, it de- you know? It definitely comes down to self-worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and self-worth is sometimes tied into am I, you know, a, bread, a breadwinner? Am I not a breadwinner? Mm. Am I, you know... Uh, you know, even am I, am I pulling man? my weight? You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. Which can oh, be a big something, thing. And, you know, something like, oh... How sexually active am I? Mm. Am I good in bed? Mm. You know these these things. Oh, yes. uh, can I get the it pressure, up? Like, pressure. can I get it up? You know, yeah. things like that. Like, um, can I satisfy? A yeah, woman? can I satisfy a woman? Like, 
oh, I can't, therefore I'm not a man. Right. Like, thing, things like that, you know what I mean? Like, Actually, I mean, like, we put definitions yeah. on what manhood is and what and what women womanhood yeah. is. And, and if people don't fit into those paradigms, they feel like they're not living up to a standard and so they lash out, you know? Absolutely. You know? I think even the the idea of like being good in bed, mm. that can actually be a source of great ang- not only anxiety oh, yeah, totally, but but man. also yeah. in terms of that power dynamic. Like if you mm. that is that is valued highly mm. um, to, to a lot of people, mm. and your inability to do such mm. or to be able to perform. Mm. And and provide what is you know what society deems as is necessary for mm. happiness. Oh look, you only have to look at a, a a drop in the ocean of porn exactly to look at just how skewed it is. Right, I mean like um, it's the the know. unrealistic nature of all of it. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> look, I'm not, look, I'm not anti-porn or anything. No, 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 like no. no but I'm just saying, not. I'm just yeah. saying that that in itself it does breed unrealistic expectations oh, yeah, absolutely. when consumed yeah. in the vast quantities that it is at Look, the moment. Look, corn will always be consumed. It's a very normal part yeah. of life. No, right? and, like, and I'm, I don't think it should not exist or it, anything exactly. like that. It's always going to exist. Exactly. It will um, always exist, but I think it's also the associations that people make. Like, they, the, the ability to understand that that is fantasy. Yeah. These yeah. scenarios are not real. Like, I have to take control of the situation, like I'm Lexington Steel, or yeah. I've got to, like, do this and that and do this. And that. It's just, it's nuts. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, and, and, and then, you know, men, men will look at that, feel incredibly inadequate. Yeah, yeah. And thus, you know, thus the shame spiral begins. And then, yeah, again, it's not all in all cases, but in some cases, you know, men will then lash out and say, "Well, then I've got to take control," mm-hmm. and by taking control, that mm-hmm. means exerting their power They're on all somebody standards, else. Right? They're all standards of of manhood, like that are all bullshit. There are no standards oh, to manhood. You just absolutely. a human being, like exactly. You know what I mean? It's really interesting. We we're talking about porn and stuff, like um, in in retaliation to the case, X Hamster, the, the mm. website took down. I think like any like um. Like there is like there's look there are porn categories for anything for for everything for the yes. people out there that don't watch porn and are judging us right now, um like you know like the unconscious woman yeah kind of like you know yeah, that's a thing that is a thing that's yeah. a thing like and so they've taken down a lot of that like and I think there's rape fantasy stuff as well, um that I think they took that down too like you know they took down those categories um which which is interesting like you know yeah and look you know and it does get into murky water when it gets into the fantasy side yeah absolutely no judgment if you're into yeah, that if, fantasy if go that for is it, but that's know? the thing as but, long as it remains fantasy and as long as yeah. everybody knows exactly what's going on yeah yeah you know um a constant again, a constant state of consent, consent seeking exactly <laughs> like, you know <laughs> i mean it doesn't mean you have to fill out a questionnaire every but even if seconds. it did fuck it you know what yeah, yeah you're right even if it you're did right. fuck it you're right like you, you know, know yeah yeah you want this yeah you got to fill out 10 pages yeah, exactly. of a contract Derek Jeter style <laughs> like you know like like fuck it if that's what it comes down yeah. to like i and that's the excuse that men throw yeah, around yeah, a lot yeah, like yeah. oh you know like oh like oh, do I have to sign a contract before sex? Yeah, yeah, you do. You Fine. do. If, it, if you that's do. what it that, means. Do you think he's gonna walk out and go? Well, I'm not signing yeah, this contract. Exactly. You're gonna sign the contract, motherfucker. Yeah. Like you know. <laughs> exactly. Like it's it's interesting. I remember we were in a conversation not long ago about like um, I have a thing about like I don't think personally like and this is might be controversial. I I don't think you should 
and this kind of goes into consent. No, this isn't really sexual, but it's more about like women in the workplace uh-huh. and men hitting onto women in the workplace. Yeah, I for me, it's a major no-no. Like I think it's I and yes, okay, fine. People meet each other at work and they get married and blah blah blah. blah. I do think because I remember I was reading I was reading Audrey Lord and this like yeah. Just because a woman works with you doesn't mean, like, you know, like, you, by hitting onto her, you can make her work experience so fucked up. Like, she has to come into work mm. every day. She has to see you. She has and, to, you know what I mean? And realize like, that, that, that you, you, you know, obviously, one, you're attracted to her and you binge. It's not just that. You've made a, 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 what it should be a safe space a bit more hostile. That's true, yeah. You've made it about something else. Yeah. When it's a place of work. Yeah. Where um, you should be acting professionally Because anyway. I remember a guy, somebody was telling us, like, oh, yeah, you know, this, in, in this place of work, like... Um, one of the girls, like a guy hit on to one of the girls there mm. and when she rejected him, he was like, oh, you know, um, and she felt like the, in the environment was a bit more hostile and like uh, people were like, oh, that's ridiculous. You should be allowed to. You know what? Nah, don't hit on the girls you work with. It's look, I mean, the idea. And don't of- hit on to a girl who is working. Like if you go to a cafe regularly oh, yeah. and you have a crush on the waitress, don't hit on to her. Like she's just doing her job, G. And you're like being a real fuckwit right now, <laughs> like you know. That's definitely a bit of a concern because I don't know, man. Like I have a real thing about it. I have I a mean, real thing it's, about and it. And it's definitely one of those things that, especially when they're in the service industry and they're yeah. paid to smile at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You reading into that, and and look, it's not to say that you know people haven't hit on to waitresses and and they've given numbers and exa- et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. But look, be sure of it. Like, like, don't just like be like, oh. I'm springing... Again, stop springing shit on people who are just trying to go about their day. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't know, like, I... <laughs> or, or do this. If you want to ask a girl for a number, and she says, no, never go to the never cafe Never go to again. the cafe again, guys. <laughs> just, just don't. I think that's a fair, fair rule. I do think, especially, like, in an office environment... Yeah. Like, man, shit, man, we're just trying to get this paycheck, yeah. bro. We're just trying to pay that mortgage, yeah, man. None of us like being here. Listen, Why make it harder? Yeah, right. Like, Look, you know what I mean? Don't shit where you eat. Yeah. Simple as like, that. Just don't do keep that, it, man. Keep it clean. Keep it clear. Everybody stay professional. Yeah, man. Also, don't bring politics to the workforce. Yeah, I strongly that's, believe that's in that's that, too. Thing. But anyway, yeah. that's off, off Um, topic. But yeah, look. Uh, How did we get onto this? We were just talking about standards of what being a man is yeah, and, yeah, what, yeah. and what the, yeah. like, the thing, the characteristic. Yeah. Like, that's why I, like, um, that's why I hate the question. You know, like, they always ask stupid, like, celebrity shit like this. What does being a man mean to you? And it's like, what the, f- what, what does being a man, like, it's just, the question is what, what, what's, what is it to be a good human being, I guess, is kind of like, you know, what does being but, a man mean? Because the minute you say this is what a man is... There are already people who are like, well, I'm kind of outside of that definition. I'm not that. Because I'll tell you what, I'm not a man by that definition, like that. Like, I'm, I'm not, not a, a breadwinner, and I'm not a, you know, like... I'm not a man by most definitions. Yeah, exactly, you know, but like... And, like, let's be honest, we, we feel as if we need to live up to something, especially as brown men. Like, oh, don't yeah. you have, like, some cultural conditioning that is like, oh, well, you know, I've got to be, like... I've got to be this by this age. Yeah, by this age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got to do this. And then be... the people who fall out of, out of that definition are kind of, like, always playing catch-up or feel a need to... Or feel um, emasculated. Mm. And then I'm, this happens with women as well, obviously. Yes. Like, they feel like yeah. they need to have kids before 30 or 
etc 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 but like these these definitions uh, what what we what I was talking about we were, we were talking about mm. essentially was what leads to a man feeling he can take ownership of a woman like that yep. you know what i mean was was what i was getting at what we haven't touched on is the white privilege aspect of it now and that definitely leads into the legal ramifications yes, because yes, yes indeed the fact that this this pretty white boy Manages, an athlete, an athlete, yeah. with prospects and a future mm. in the eyes of society, mm. has managed to get a three-month sentence for oh raping an unconscious like, oh woman. And also the the the, the, the ruling that the, what the judge said, like you know that he felt that it would affect his his career or whatever. I mean, was, like, that could not be like that is that is corruption at the highest level, yeah, and that is. Up. You know, that is not even an interpretation of the law. That is this, an old white man. Apparently he went to Stanford and was an athlete too. Exactly. It's, 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 is that true? I don't know. I don't, that, yeah. But I, I wouldn't. Sorry, I, if that's not true. If that's I not true, that's back. fine. Yeah. But I wouldn't yeah. put it past them because yeah. bottom line is you've got this, this, this old boys club mm. that genuinely thinks that people of their ilk, mm. which happen to be, you know, affluent white people in mm. this, in this, probably in this particular instance, mm. um, to feel the need to not be accountable to the law. Mm. And then we'll have judges of such ilk basically say, you know what, you're right. You don't deserve to, to have the full extent of the law imposed mm. upon you because you are you aren't one of them you aren't one of those criminals mm. you're just a, a misunderstood kid who you know oh, ma- and also it goes to how the media treated it oh my star God. athlete brock turner exactly blah, blah, blah. and like i posted something on my facebook it was like the first images released to the media of the so they had a picture of brock turner's mm. the first image release was like a shining photo like a right. portrait photo exactly and they put it alongside the first image of Trayvon Martin that was released to the media and it was like him in a hoodie yeah. kind of like one that clearly skewered him towards looking in inverted commas dangerous you know just the 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 chasm of freaking difference in how races are treated mm. in these um situations Man. is is amazing is amazing fuck like, the media honestly yeah, like, like, it's, it's disgusting the, it's just like and it's and it's just, it's systemic Mm. And it's and it's never ending, and it's it's the ultimate in hypocrisy, mm. and you just have to put up with it because it is it is the majority of the media that's put out there, and it is, and it is disgusting, and it really and, and but it requires people to understand that this is happening, this mm. is real, mm. you know, people are being discriminated for and against. Mm-hmm. In this case, in this case. This uh, rapist was mm. being discriminated for, mm. and and being given every privilege under the sun. Absolutely, and has and is benefiting right now from the fact that he is only going to be in jail for what ninety days. Ninety days. Oh and, my god! Like, and the worst that's going to happen to him, most likely, is that he won't swim again. If he was a black guy, if he was a black athlete, or like or whatever, a black guy, it would be he'd be in jail for God knows how long. Yeah, it'd be like a, whatever year sentence, whatever the maximum is. Chuck on a few more years. And look, you know what? If it was. And he raped somebody. Oh yeah, he deserves it. He deserves yeah, it. Yeah, totally, totally, absolutely. I'm just saying it's the same act, but two di- like two different races. Yes, it would absolutely. Be, there would be variants. Absolutely. Know. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that that really is where, where the white privilege comes into it. It's that. Yeah. It's that the treatment by 
by the media, by the law, and mm. and look, it's it's a corrupt system. Mm. It and it is in in many different countries, but especially in the U.S., mm. it is definitely skewed racially um, in the oh, sentencing. It's, it's yeah. In All the over, interpretation yeah. of the law. Yeah. Um, and it is ridiculous. Like it is, and it's, yeah, look, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's just, it's disgusting. It is. It is. It's, um, so that was our rant on the Brock Turner case Mm. and all that kind of stuff. Sorry, we're not like the most well-informed about it and we're just spewing our thoughts. And and we look, this is a, this is a male perspective and we, we, we genuinely want to hear um, we're, we're, look, next time we talk about anything yeah. like this, we're gonna have a yeah. woman on the show. Yeah. But, Full but stop. But but the other thing is, look, in terms of feedback from anybody listening to this, we do want to get the female perspective. We yeah, wanna... and if we've said anything yeah. that is like, I'm sure we've Offensive slipped up because we're both or, not the yeah, exactly, people. exactly. Um, we um, if we've said anything yeah. offensive or like, or that's just... steeped in male privilege, yeah. like yo yo. Constant process of learning, yeah. constant process of addressing our own male privilege, and like you know. Because I must admit, like, it's it's something that I've learned about. Like, I've known it's always existed, mm. like, uh, but, like, constantly addressing it and, like, seeing, like, I like for example, like, I once was talking to somebody about travel and I said to this girl, I was like, oh, just go out there and travel. Like, yeah. it's easy. Like, and then I realized, I was like, I, I was like, oh, hold up. Me traveling around the world on my own is a very different experience to a there girl doing it on yeah. her own. Like, it's a, like I can walk around India, freaking nobody's going to say anything, but a girl walks around India on her own, very, very different. Yeah. You know, and, like, th- th- that's male privilege. Yeah. That's male privilege. And, like, um, yeah, my, my point is, um, you know, it's something that I'm always addressing because mm-hmm. I, I'm, you know, I'm steeped in it, yo, yeah. you know. Um, the other thing we wanted to talk about today is... Um, the the really really tragic shooting one of the worst in, wor- in the, Orlando I think the worst shooting in U S in the U S yeah. history yeah. um in Orlando yeah so and essentially a man with a an automatic rifle <laughs> walks into a gay club and just opens fire I think killing about fifty people fifty three dead 53. and fifty injured I believe yep. or the other way Something around I'm like sorry that. I'm if you on it and like um. We're probably going to go over yeah. time with the podcast, but it is important enough to talk about. And and look, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this in a, like, you know, oh, we're focusing on we- on Western countries. And, like, we know that there are a lot of tragic things happening around the world right now. But it's just, um, it's just, I, I want to talk about this just because of how, I guess the media is kind of, like, certain sectors of the media and politicians are trying to take ownership of something because of the religion of the perpetrator mm. and um, are trying to take ownership of a very, very tragic incident for their own political gain. Which is what they do every time. But mm. What I really wanted to touch on was like something that I came across, um, and I'm sure all you guys have seen this. Um, T-Bone went over the details of, of what happened. It was like a, a gay club was targeted mm. and just sprayed with bullets mm. by this individual who was of... Um, who apparently who claimed allegiance to ISIS in his 911 call. Yep. Um, he was an American-born um, individual of Afghani origin. Um, and um, he was, from what we've learned now, he was a gay man. And he had been seen in the club a lot of times. Like, you know, he, he was apparently, like, kind of in the closet. and So clearly, you know, there was some clear repression and self-hate going on here, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. What interested me was just how this was very quickly being turned into a 
a Muslim Western world mm. kind of um, us versus them kind of conflict and people glossing over the fact that this was a homophobic inspired attack. Yeah. That this was, a, this was um, an attack on LGBT, the LGBTQ community, you know? And there was something really interesting that happened um, um, online. Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, Owen Jones, he's like a left, oh, yeah. a left-wing commentator in, um, a, a, you know, a gay man himself um, in England who um, he came on a talk show or something where the Sky host, News. Sky News, know. which I don't know which way they lean, I guess right. Well, it's, um, a, it's, a, it's a... A um, Fox cohort, yeah, right? So, so, okay, yeah. Murdoch inspired. So uh, the, the host refused to acknowledge that it was a attack on gay people. Like, yes. it was like, he was like treating it like, oh, yeah, but... Greater humanity has been affected by the, and he was just so frustrated by that that he walked off. And yeah. like, by glossing over the nature of the incident and the fact that LGBTQ people were targeted, you are like really diminishing them as people, man. It is. It's yeah. It was. It was genuinely a case of. I mean, you couldn't even argue blissful ignorance. This was purposeful. Oh. They they genuinely... Uh, yes, they're a conservative news network, but they genuinely... Disgusting. ...just decided not to acknowledge the fact that this was homophobic, mm. um, mainly because, and, you know, we're going to get into the, the, the weeds on this, conservatives are also against... Homosexuals, yeah, exactly, or anybody, exactly. Uh, anybody that is not straight. Well, what was that thing you told me earlier, T Bone? You read somewhere, some like a conservative say. Yeah, I, I read. Uh, yeah, essentially, a conservative was on uh, probably a Fox uh, Fox News type show, and he basically said, "Well, you know, we hate the gays and the Arabs, so they may as well just." go ahead and kill each other. Yeah, fucking hell. Right? That's why this is like a, just a, a mind fuck for all like <laughs> right-wing conservatives who are anti-gay and anti-Muslim. Because they are genuinely like, well, we don't like the Muslims, but the Muslims did kill the gays, so... And that's why they need to dilute the gayness of exactly. this. Sorry, by the gayness. Yes, I mean, the fact that it was an attack on, a, yes. on the LGBTQ community yes. was like so... It's just so insulting... To, and let, guys, this isn't the first time LGBTQ people have been killed Absolutely. for their sexual orientation. Exactly. There's a long, long ass history of that shit, you know? Um, and so let, let's, like, like, it just sprung forth in a void and, like, this is like Charlie Hebdo and, like, no, look, let, call it what it is, man. Call it what it is. Don't hijack this issue for your own damn gain. Which they will never stop doing, but. <sighs> There are some commentators out there that saying, yes, okay, religion is to blame. They are genuinely saying that, okay, you know, this is, you know, religion is breeding this hate. The hate is then inspiring this murder. Mm. Now, religion is not without, uh, without its issues. Mm. And, you know, certain religions obviously have greater issue with the but, LGBT I mean, this community. Is, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it is, yeah. it is, you know, and it's cultural. Mm. And, you know, they can be deeply held beliefs that what what LGBTQ people are is wrong. Mm. Their existence is wrong. Mm. Therefore, such, such wrongness should not exist on this earth. Mm. 
yes, that does exist. Yeah. And it needs to be acknowledged. Yeah. There are things in certain religions that say th- this is bad. And I mean, yo, Christianity has a whole bunch to say about yes. homosexuality. Islam has a whole bunch to say about homosexuality. Hinduism is, is in complete denial of, of its, its ex- very gay history. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love saying because it makes Hindus so uncomfortable. (laughs) Krishna and Arjun bonked, everybody. Bonkity bonk, bonk, bonk. Your heroes had sex. (laughs) Hinduism, gay religion in denial. Isn't it right, though, T-Bone? It is. (laughs) Remember when we sprung that at a party? And then people were like... They I just were, don't believe it. No, I just no, don't believe it. No, can't be right. Can't be true. <laughs> no, it's true. It happened. They had sex. <laughs> like, you know? So Hinduism rife with gayness that yep. it doesn't want to admit to. Um, but that's but that's then I then there we go. Doesn't want to admit to. Yeah. You know, people don't want to admit it. You know. Um, but I think to focus on the fact that this guy was Muslim mm. is kind of like. Is 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 like I said for me, it glosses over. I for me, it becomes a hijacking of an issue, yeah. which I think is so disrespectful to the people who suffered from this mm. incident and the for a community that has been suffering for eons because of their sexual yeah. orientation, and that that disgusts me. And also, people just want to hear what they want to hear. Mm. You know, I I just think it's just, what irks me about it all is just how disrespectful it is to the gay community. Trans people are being, like, bashed and killed all the damn time. Gay people, oh, it still happens. Still happens. It's not like it ended a day before the Orlando shooting. You know what I mean? And it just doesn't get the press coverage because in the minds of of, uh, media and society... Nobody cares. So yeah. therefore, they don't. They don't fit our definition of what's normal. Exactly. So, you know, blah 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 blah. And like, yeah, look, it's just clearly this was a mentally unstable man. He he. His ex-wife was telling him that he was publicly came out and said this dude was so fucked up. You know, um, his clearly his dad's a whack job as well. Clearly, this guy was like, because this guy had a very gay history apparently. Mm. And, you know, his dad's very anti-gay. And his dad's even now saying, oh, if my son was gay, why would he do something like this? Um, clearly, it has something to do about repression and shit as well, right? He clearly hated himself for who he was. Guy was apparently, like, on Grinder. He had met people. He'd visited that club several times. Um, it was, like, known in the college that he went to that he was in the closet, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, that he wasn't out yet, sorry. Um, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So clearly, this, let's call it for what it is, guys. Let's not call it for what you want it to be. You know, and like, it's just so sad what happened. Like, uh, let what about the gun law component of and this? And that that is definitely another issue. Which you know, America and its relationship to guns is fucked up. Mm. I think that's that's fairly standard. Oh, man, all of the terrifying. All of the that. all of the commentary. You know, there's you know every every single satirical comedy thing you will see will have a segment on it. They will point out the fact that the one one of the few good things that John Howard ever did was get rid of you know get rid of the the proliferation of guns from Australia after the um, um, Port Arthur Port Massacre. Arthur, Port Arthur massacre. Um, you know America needs to have a good long look at itself, but that's that's on them. Like they they and you know and the the fact that the I think it's called the AR-15, the you know, fully mm. automatic rifle 
is being in the hands of civilians, a a war machine, if there ever was one. Mm. Um, it's horrendous. It shouldn't. It in a in a quote unquote civilized society, that should not be happening. That should not be available. And the only reason he he managed to kill as many people as he did was because he had access to something that was so ridiculously powerful and could could produce as much you know as as much firepower as it did i saw that a journalist like it was a headline in an article and it said that a journalist was able to buy that exact same gun in seven minutes there at, is at like a store or something there is something wrong that's with a country so where that is possible up. and look that's uh, america has had how many mass shootings and how many 998 shootings? Yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Like, I, I posted that. that, like, it yeah, was yeah. a... Fa- oh, for fire, screw it, I'll read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, was it was like, like 998 since Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook was the school, right? Yeah. Where, um... Where the children were Yeah, killed. where the children freaking... They attacked the school. That seems to be where all these things happen, right? Um, but the... Yeah, so it was like 998 shootings since Sandy Hook. Two involved Muslims, 998 involved males. But yeah, must be a Muslim problem, not a male violence problem. So, and that's another thing altogether. Like it's it's that that um, that emasculation kind yes. of thing that we were talking about. What does it mean? Why are men doing this? It's definitely not women. Um, no, not in those not men. in those kind of numbers. You know why? Why? Why is a male response a violent one? Uh, and I that also comes down to conditioning. Like, um, how do you respond to any given situation? Like, where emotions are in, involved. It's I'm anger. very bad. I don't understand violence. I think it's yeah. Gross. No, and and you know, violence violence has been accepted as okay. Men can be violent. Yeah, man. Which is fucked up. And that and that you know you oh yeah you know that's been since the dawn of time that doesn't make oh, it right. But what, T-Bone? You want me to wear a skirt, mate? Exactly. Oh, mate. what the fuck, mate? What do you want me to? Talk about my issues, oh, mate. Nah, you crazy. What I'm am gonna, I supposed to do? I'm Cry gonna, into some ice cream, I'm mate. I'm gonna drink myself to death and masturbate to transsexual porn. Oh, I said too much. I said too much. Oh uh, shit. Oh, you just want us all to wear skirts, mate. Exactly, oh, mate. Oh, I'm gonna wear a skirt, mate. Oh, That's a pretty little skirt, mate. Isn't it, mate? Oh, I don't mind me some floral skirts, mate. Oh, mate. Yeah, oh, I mate. Love that. Like Long skirt, short skirt, mate. Oh, mate, you got some pumps to go with that <laughs> skirt, mate? Like, fuck the definition of masculinity. Jeez. Fuck it. And also, like, don't use the death of 53 people fucking to kind of make, you know, make a point just because you hate another group of people. You know what I mean? Like, uh, the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about was, like, just the online kind of, sharing of like news and stuff like this like i do think like especially with facebook and things like that we live like in an echo chamber where we kind of share this news and we talk about this stuff with people who Mm. already feel the same way about us and i don't think that that it's sometimes maybe it's important to like engage with the psychos do you know what i mean yeah look i think that like how do we Fix the psychos because I don't want to see this happen again. Listen. And me talking to you about how fucked up that is not gonna isn't help. gonna isn't gonna stop that. No. You know what I mean? So I'm very wary of like these echo chambers we create, where like we're all kind of like patting each other on the shoulder for not being bigots. 
you know. You, you, but, but I think, I mean, and again, this this may warrant its own discussion altogether. But um, probably, yeah, take you know, note. Yeah. yeah, look, but but I think that yeah, the fundamental problem is when you talk to people that aren't aren't able to converse but are able to yell and block their ears for mm, any responses mm, 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 mm. that's like if you can't have a conversation mm. you know you've just got hateful vitriol mm. that's spewing out and even if you destroy their argument mm. they'll be well well mm. then fuck you and then disengage mm. like that's that's part of the problem it's you can't there are there are very few reasonable human beings left on this planet. Well, I planet. mean, I'm guilty of it. I don't like hanging out with those people. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm saying that they need to be engaged with and shit, but I'm, 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 I'm the first to tell you I'm not going to do it because yeah, I don't that, fucking want to talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? but, and, but, that, but then that also puts us within, the, within an echo chamber. It's just a different one where, where we're listening to the same I know, the I know, same I know, opinions. I know, and, I know. And, but, but having said that, like, oh. are, we all, are we all in this, like, do we need to challenge ourselves at every given moment, you know, talking to, quote, unquote, the other side oh. and having a dialogue? Uh, like this is the thing, man. Like I, like we freaking, like you and I were at something not long mm. ago where, like you know, we were like, okay, totally disagree with what you're saying. And remember, I told you about how much that night actually affected me yeah. afterwards. Like how much what certain people were saying at this gathering totally was so bigoted, uh. was so steeped in just hatred. That I it, hatred and stereotyping. Oh, and this just, it was legitimately disgusting. Like I was like, yo, I don't think I can ever see this person again or hang out with these yeah. people ever again. Like I just don't want to ever be in a room with people like that ever again. But uh, that's the thing, though. You've got to engage with those. No, people. but uh, but even 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 when we engaged and destroyed the arguments that were being put forward. We didn't change opinions. That's the thing. You can't change people's opinions. Like, literally, literally, people's lives need to be changed by Muslims and gay people. Like, they need to be, their lives need to be saved by a Muslim person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For them to kind of be like, oh, oh maybe they're maybe not, they're not so bad. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But, you know? but even then, it'd just turn out to be, well, that guy isn't bad, but the rest of Oh, well, of the them... person that saves them has to be like a mufti or something. Oh, like, you God, know, even like, you know it's, it's just, oh, my God, like... I don't know, again, are we just echo chambering it? What is the solution? How do we like how do we, how do you engage in with with the other side that's Are we crazy? Are they crazy? Are we is it wrong? I don't know. I'm so confused. I don't and nor do I want to take it upon myself to be a bridge between the, You know what? I don't like them. I don't care. I don't like people that bigoted. I'm sorry. They fuck with my aura, man. Yeah. They fuck with my aura. And on that note... Yeah, look, we've ranted today. It's been a really, really long podcast. I don't know how much... It was things that needed to be talked about. It was. It was. Look, and, you know, we apologize if we've... We're emotional. Yeah. We're emotional people and our brains don't work. We strong opinions and, you know, and we are not looking for just... Pats on the back and validation. Yeah, no, no, no. If we've said things that are very wrong or if yes. you disagree, maybe this is us reaching out. If you have, like, if you are diametrically opposed to us, please send an email, address it to T-Bone because I'm very sensitive. <laughs> um, and, you know, maybe we can get a discussion going. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, to tell the women out there, if we've said things today that are kind of like, um, like that we need some 
dusting up mm. on or, you know, we're guys, we're, we're clearly oblivious about mm. a lot of shit too. Feel free to call us up on it. Yeah. Feel and, free to call us up on it. And also, look, if you identify as conservative or you believe that any of the the um, the comments about religion were skewed in, in any way, shape or form... Also, let us know, because we are interested yeah. to know your thoughts on this matter. And if you're Hindu and don't believe your religion is full of gayness, holla at me! <laughs> yeah, Because I will other. link you to some shit that will kill your idols. <laughs> <laughs> Literally and figuratively! Oh. But yeah, gay! <laughs> so gay. Gay and proud, in fact. Yes. Um, and, and so they should be. And so they should be. <laughs> I'm just saying... Arjun decided when he was in the forest, he would take the guise of a woman. To me, that's a transgender brother. Or at least willing to experiment. Exactly. Which he did because he had sex with Krishna. <laughs> but anyway, yo, hit us up. Hit yep. us up. Holler at us. Um, you can find me on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter and all that stuff. I'm at the opening salvo. T-Bone, what is you? I am uh, I, I am DJ underscore cashless um, in, on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can find us at... You can email us at themincepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We are on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash the-mince-podcast. We're on Facebook, The Mince Podcast. Just look us up. You'll see a picture of Mince. That's us. Yep. We're on um, iTunes as well. We're on so... iTunes. There's something up with Stitcher. Yeah, Stitcher. Apparently, apparently Stitcher's been acquired by somebody and something's happening. We haven't investigated. If you are a Stitcher user, can you just holler at us and see if you can find us? Holler at us. We'd yep. love to hear from you. Um, sorry about the lateness on yes. the podcast. Um, we'll try so to get this out soon. We will be back. Um you know, in a couple of weeks. We are swimming in that, you know, Weinstein company cash yeah, after, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you know, that, because of um, Thriller Night <laughs> being turned into a franchise yeah, and stuff. That, if you that. want to get on this Hollywood bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. Because we're going to be in LA one day. Oh, yeah. Making Thriller Night 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. <laughs> Creative consultant. Maybe a crossover it. with the Marvel Universe. Right, you know, right, right, right. White Mumba gets his White Mumba powers and goes, White what? Mumba the spin-off, oh my god! Whoa, 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 no, no, no. White Mumba hooks up with Black Widow. <laughs> yes. I don't think he would mind that. I don't think he would either. Um, but yo, uh, hit us up and uh, T-Bone, remind them what to do. Please invite us to your parties. Please invite us to your parties. See you later, guys. Right, later. It's it's really like I, I look uh, again. This is me rambling. Mm. I'll probably edit it most of the <laughs> But and I'm I, I'm I'm thinking as I'm talking, so yeah, this yeah, is yeah. probably not yeah. coherent. But yeah. um, you know what? I'm gonna stop here. You go. <laughs>
the fuck just happened? Anyway? You went on like an eight minute rant, I and I, I'm trying to go, what's he talking yeah, about? Yeah. And I didn't know. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen back to that, and, and I'm gonna take out the good parts. Yeah, I'll I mean, take out take, the good. Leave the good parts. Yeah, leave the good parts. I didn't probably about 30 what, seconds. I think you were trying to say that basically there are things in certain religions that say th- this is bad, and I mean you're.
recording? Yeah. I'm lost. I don't even know how do we start. No, it's been so long. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh fuck it, just be normal now. <laughs> just fucking be normal. Why can't you be normal? Yo, welcome to the mints. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Nils. I am T-Bone. And this is episode 17, 17. of the premiere plus-size male modeling podcast on the internet. 